If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. The only thing better than winning your fantasy football league? Constantly reminding the other owners that you did. And at DraftKings.com, you can prove that you're the superior GM every week. DraftKings is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments, so you can play whenever you want in a variety of contests. Challenge your friends in a custom league or join an existing one to play for your share of the millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this season. Just pick your contests, draft your players, and collect your winnings. That is it. Renew old rivalries or create new ones by playing head-to-head with friends, co-workers, and fantasy players from all over the country. Hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use promo code FRIENDS, it's F-R-I-E-N-D-S, and play for free with your first deposit in this Sunday's $1 million fantasy contest. First place takes home 100 grand and a lifetime of bragging rights. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Enter friends for free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and my very own... Special guest, my my special guest is You're Marnie. You're a very selfish person. I am special. I, I I'm selfish. Oh, I love how I'm, you heard special. I'm special. <laughs> I'm a special person who's very selfish because I just want Marnie from Wing Girl Method all to myself. Is that so wrong? No. But the problem is that there's just a bunch of other people that also want your attention. I know, Lots especially well, especially when it comes to dating, dating, <laughs> dating. When it comes to daytime, they totally yes, want to Yes, that's Latin for dating. Come on. <laughs> I got fancy. Um, So, you know, we go back a bit because I was on your podcast. Yeah, you were great. And we did it right here. Yeah. Um, like literally right here. Like literally right here. Yeah. And now the tables have turned. It actually has turned because it yeah, was on a different literally, table. Honestly, every, yes, the table, they literally moved the table. So the table. <laughs> you were sitting turned. like right here. Yeah, the role, I mean, our roles have not been reversed, but the table has literally been turned. <laughs> so uh, everything's going to be very literal uh, in this episode. But Marnie um, is a dating expert and yeah. gives dating advice. More so I'm an, an attraction expert for men. What's the difference? Explain to us. The to the dummies out there, I know everything. Yeah, of course. Well, the, the difference is that I'm teaching men how to keep attraction alive, whether they're trying to spark it from across the room with somebody that they've never met before, or they're trying to reignite it with somebody they've been married to for 25 years and have had three plus children with them. So it's not specifically about how to help guys with their dating lives. It's their overall attraction levels and their ability to understand women. So uh, what's, I guess, great about that is you're not limiting yourself. You're spanning from like way, way, way pre-date to when you're like 100 years old and you want to kick it up a notch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you're always going to be in business. I have that. I have 85-year-olds who write me and say like, okay, my wife's dead now, so (laughs) what do I do to, you know, get back out there and start dating again? So I, I love that I have 
this huge spectrum. Does it even really change that much? Like 85, 25, right? The 45, does it like... They I mean, come up against different boundaries. Yeah. Um, there's more excuses in play, I will say, for people who are older because they're so protective of things that may have happened, fr from things that may have happened to them in the past. Um, but they're way more clear on what they want and they're, they're way happier just saying, okay, well then screw it. I'm not going to have this person if they can't do X, Y, and Z. So they're, they're more clear on who they are um, and they're very comfortable saying that. They theoretically also have more life experience. Yeah, exactly. Not that that means just because you've been around a long time, it doesn't mean you necessarily know anything, but yeah. theoretically you have more life experience. It could be good or bad life experience, yeah. absolutely, that may train you into being the person that you are now, which could shut you off from women and scare you off from them, or it could really open you up and um, allow you to have more fun with women. So, you know, when I, like, okay, so let's just pretend I don't know who, you, pretend I'm one of the very few people who don't know who you are, mm -hmm. because everyone does. Everybody. And if they don't, they're going to know right now. Oh, yeah. Um, when I hear like you know wing girl, uh, wing girl method, I think okay, my my very kind of like stereotypical maybe like movie TV show version is it's like uh, hey it's like um uh, I can't meet girls like well I'll go out with you to a that's bar what it was. yeah right so that's where I that's what I kind of envision so that's when I ask it kind of makes me think like. It, does it kind of is it kind of the uh, podcast YouTube internet website uh, replacement for you coming out yes. to the uh, uh, you know theoretical bar? I'm a virtual wing girl now. So so originally. I was a physical wing girl. I had 23 girls that worked with me. We worked in Los Angeles and in Toronto, sometimes in New York and Chicago. Um, and we would go out with guys. It would be two wing girls and a guy. We would go out with him for three hours. We'd get to know him. We'd answer questions for him. And then we'd help validate him to women. We'd introduce him to women. We'd break the ice with him for women. We'd coach him on what to say, how to act. We would be their literal literal wing girl. So we were physically there. But then I realized I want to help a lot more men. Um, and I also started to realize that a lot of men had a lot of questions about what women really think and what they want and didn't have a clear understanding. Ryan Gosling in shoes. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Anybody? But okay. It's true. No, yeah. bro, whatever that, that movie's called, which I love. Mm. But so instead I took a step back and I just I, I created programs that would provide these answers to men so they could have these answers in place. And then after I was doing that, I realized, well, you're not really a man if you need a woman to help you get women. So I stepped back completely and became guys virtual wing girl. So now I'm like the female best friend that tells you exactly what you need to hear and gives you the step-by-step -step tools and direction to get the women that you want. Because, well, I mean, what's great is you're probably very impartial because somebody else is like, hey man, like what do I do? It's like, no man, you're already great. You don't need this and that. And that's not a real, right, you're not really help. get, yeah. I mean, you could be a huge jerk and your other jerk friend not going to tell you that you're a jerk. Um, so you, you know, you're kind of, uh, you know, play that impartial person, which For is sure. what people need. But, so when you had like okay this is so again this I did not know about this that you were so were you like is it were you a madam or were you like a mob boss like you had your uh, were you like I had an a harem army of women. yeah so like what like how do they how do these like how do you get the girls um, or how we're you got in the girls? LA so it's very easy to get attractive girls to work for you but I was lo looking for specific types of uh, absolutely because you know I'm sure some were, would, things would backfire theoretically so the first time that I started hiring I'm like if you're pretty you can work for me if you're outgoing you can work for me and then I started to realize there's certain uh, types of women who are really good at what it is that I'm really good at doing and so I started giving them a Myers-Briggs test to oh, okay. do and to complete see what, yeah. before 
they would even get to the next stage of hiring. They had to be a specific type that was close to my personality type so that they could be ego-free, pay full attention to the person in front of them. And typically, I actually like the girls to be in a relationship because at First, That's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, yeah, so most of them were single in the very beginning, and I found, because they would go out to social locations like bars or clubs or wherever, they would go out with these guys, and then sometimes the girls would end up flirting with the girls more and forgetting about the client, or they'd find a guy there that was really cute and totally forget about the guy that they were working with. So I, I, I quickly decided not to work with girls who were single and girls who were in relationships they were, I, I would be able to count on them more to do the job that's at hand. Um, but they also can see things from a different perspective when they're not single anymore. So I thought that that was an added level of helpfulness to guys. Did, they, did you ever have anything where the, um, the no? Is it the mark? No, it's not the mark. Well, who's the no? The mark became the whatever they wanted to have yeah. sex with. My so wing girls. Uh, the the the, <laughs> the, uh, the guy in in need and the wing girl. Did they ever was there ever a, a case of them like? No, to be honest, I'd be fine with that as, as long as they were done. You know coaching and off of my clock then if that's what happened and they potentially found something there but theoretically i mean the guy would be getting what he like he like i mean right i mean if if, if somebody like it's just like kind of meeting a a co-worker theoretically and it's just like oh i had no i wasn't planning this and my guard was a little bit let down i was really myself and theoretically that might be um and this is a nice match and actually the girl who was my partner in the very beginning she had gone and done like a live consultation with somebody and at the very end he said i'm actually looking for somebody exactly like you and my old partner had come back to me afterwards and said if I wasn't in a relationship I would want to date him because she's like he's exactly like what I'm looking for so I think it would be a wonderful thing if that were to happen um now did does the internet and the way we treat dating you know with with dating apps and and such and social media sites did that change your your business model or did it just naturally evolve it, it didn't change my business model cuz no matter what i was I, i'm still always advising on what to do what not to do mistakes you make and things that turn women on so now it's just different realms and different spaces that i can speak to so if anything it expanded yeah. for me um i wouldn't say that it altered or hurt or or changed or shifted my business at all. I mean, I just you know, I just think about like I've done a lot of online dating. I talk about dating, whether it's my comedy or just like my my kind of life experience as like a regular guy. Um, you know, I, I found that like, oh, I'm gonna just gonna go out to the bar and like hope to like pick up chicks. Like, I really feel like that that game has changed a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, just in the same way it's like it's funny. That's go like, to the bank. I don't need to go to the bank. I have online banking. Right. But that's like now the realistic way of dating. They're like, oh, why can't we just go back to how it used to be? Like just meeting a guy in a bar. That's a more authentic. Like It's funny that the bar used to be frowned upon and now yeah. that's like the more authentic route by meeting a person face to face. To be honest, I, I think as long as people use any medium they can for dating with a good attitude, realist, realistic attitude and a clear vision of what their goals are, they're going to be successful. When you become jaded and wishy-washy and a little bit bitter, it doesn't matter how many platforms you're on, you're going to end up biting yourself in the ass and it won't work for you. Like how is using um, podcasts and podcasting to meet women? How does that, is that, does that work? Yes. Really? Well, you're, you're validating yourself, right? Yeah. So you're, and you're making yourself Listen, more comfortable. I was hoping that- Isn't si- that why you do this? Sideshow Network was- uh, kind of making making all that happen but so far it has not it's like you need to do it, live shows it's like women it's like women's like oh we don't ca- oh podcast means you're unemployed 
unemployed, <laughs> right? Or or you have Wi-Fi, so you have a podcast, right? Whatever. I know Howard Stern was making fun of it recently. He's like, my janitor has a podcast. Yeah. like everybody has a podcast. Understandable. Is there? Um, okay, so you got a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Are there? Would you say like what percentage of those questions are the same questions? Do you feel like you get like? 30% of the questions you get are the same one or two questions and oh, the rest 90% are in- of the questions that I get are the same questions. Yeah. I would say 10% throw me for a loop where I'm like, whoa, I've never heard that before. That's interesting that you would even think to ask that or that that's in your mind that is really frustrating you and bothering you. But 90% is either um, about how to turn your wife back on, how to get out of the friend zone, how to ask a girl out that is X, Y, Z for you, um, how to approach a girl, anything about confidence, um, what else? How to connect with women, how to attract women, how to escalate sexually or like like if you're having a conversation, how to take it to another level so you can ask for the number to go on a date. Those are the typical questions that yeah. I get asked. And it all looks a little bit different, but pr- pretty much the same story. Like now when people write into me, not that I s- skim over their questions, but I after the first three lines, I typically know exactly what they're going to ask me. Yeah, I mean, as as time goes on, I mean – you know, things could change in the world, but like, you know, men and women are, they evolve, but they still have somewhat the same, yeah. uh, you know, it, people have issues with, like you said, like with confidence and, and self-esteem and, uh, you know, being, you know, prior to, like, does, does work take over my life or, um, you know, uh, or maybe how, um, you know, the, maybe they're late bloomers or something like that. The biggest trouble that I see in both men and I just started working with women as well based Go on, on because of the information that I've learned from men that I didn't know before that's really helped me. You're a double agent. Knowledge. I am yeah, a double agent. Oh, that should be my name, double agent. Yeah. Um, is really just people cutting out all the fluff to protect themselves and just clearly and directly asking for what they want because a lot of people fluff up what they really want to say and you know sugarcoat it or they become really subtle in a way that the other the opposite sex doesn't understand because they're not inside of that person's head uh, and then people miscommunicate and they miss opportunities every single day yeah I mean because you know I think there's also a thing like where maybe nobody wants to pull the trigger you know what I mean it's kind of like I'm into you uh, I'm into you but it's that risk of like looking stupid that I think people are the, the risk of failure. And what is that real failure? You know what I mean? What is that the, the failure in that? It's like, oh, somebody you're interested in wasn't interested back in you. And then it's just like, is you know, it's like we're protecting our egos and trying to totally. keep it safe for what? Like to go home and watch Netflix? If, I guess, you know. I, I get that. Okay, so do you ever watch the show Ally McBeal? It was on a long time. I have watched Ally McBeal, yeah. So I rewatched it on Netflix recently, okay. but there was this perfect scene and Ally came into. John's office is another lawyer there who's like the typical nice guy, right? Where he's been totally into somebody for a long time but hasn't asked her out yet. And Allie says to him, like, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just see if she's interested? She knows you're interested. It's out there already, but why are you not acting on it? And he said it's really nice living in that bubble of the what if. It's nice to dream. And, you know, that is a nicer place for some people to be in the, oh, my God, this could totally happen. Oh, my God, she just looked at me that way. That means she does like me. That is a nicer, safer space for a lot of people. But in my mind, I think it is also the loneliest place, the most depressing place, the most confusing place. And what that place does is also distract you from opening up your eyes up, opening your eyes up to other opportunities around you for for anything, for like sex, for dating, relationships, whatever it is that you want. Like I'm not a dating 
expert. I'm not pushing everybody to be in a relationship. If a guy wants to date 20 women, I want him to date 20 women, but I want him to do it with integrity and clarity and honesty. If he wants to be in a relationship and that's what he's looking for, I want him to create a clear path so he can get exactly what he wants out of a partner. The, the guys that, you know, because I mean, you know, you, you offer a lot of, you know, a lot of different advice and a lot of different methods, you know, of de- delivering that, you know what I mean? Your website, your YouTube, your podcast. So the information oh, it's so is tiring. It's so tiring. I see you doing all your stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted watching you. It's 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 very, very tiring. It's very, very tiring. But you know what? It's so it's Fun. so worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh it is. A hundred percent. I've been doing this for eleven years and I I still get excited when people write back to me and say like, oh my God, I, I, I talked to her, I asked her out, we're going on a date next No, that is great, week. yeah. Or like my, my wife, you know, made out with me in the car last night and then we had sex afterwards after an amazing night. Like I love hearing those things, that people are getting happiness out of what I put out there. So I'm, even though I'm tired, I, I love doing what I do. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's that thing where it's like even, you know, I've, like, I think we asked for this. Like I asked for all of this, yeah. and then when, when there's like, oh, I'm so I'm so overwhelmed, and then when I get some free time, I'm looking for more to <laughs> me do. Uh, and, and I'm I'm happy because people ask me, like, do you enjoy doing it? And I sit there, I'm like, yeah, I do. I do enjoy doing what I do because, and I think people respond well because you are actually authentic. I'm not like chasing a dollar or, you know, I'm not trying to be famous or anything like that. I just want to kind of share what I think is interesting or funny or whatever the case may be with yeah. as many people as possible. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. So the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. I feel like that's like a super hot button thing and that's pretty much relatively new in like the lexicon. You know what I mean? Like the thing of like, we didn't, t- nobody talked about the friend zone in like the 70s, right? I mean, I don't know the history of it, but okay. I feel like friend zone is just like a catch thing uh, of the, maybe the last like five years mm-hmm. um but i actually it, don't know the history of the friend zone but i, I i'm assuming you're correct yeah I, you know i mean i don't know i, I, I don't think I, my mom ever said like oh i'm putting him in the friend zone like yeah she called these those men her her dinner men oh <laughs> so it wasn't the friend zone she's like oh they're my dinner men that they would sounds... just take her out for dinner and then she would never do anything with them <laughs> oh interesting yeah i think i'll take friend zone over dinner men <laughs> yeah. dinner men my dinner man yeah um so what what do you think what do you think why the, why does the friend zone happen right and how mm-hmm. can we how can we get out of it why does it happen okay because yeah. i actually call the friend zone the fake boyfriend zone because it's not really the friend zone like with yeah. your friends you're really you you're comfortable yeah. you fart in front of them whatever it is that you, do. you you call them out on their sh- I can, can i swear yeah yeah call them on their shit like you can totally do all of those things so that's actually being friends with somebody there's no filter in place there's no politeness like you know obviously obvious politeness and respect for your friend but no filtering yourself with the friend zone i'm putting air quotes because that's what people label it as it's really like the fake boyfriend zone you're pretending to be this wonderful boyfriend and showing her how easygoing you are and how on her side you are and how polite you are and nice and kind and wonderful so you bend over backwards to do all of these things that basically don't show your personality don't allow you to actually connect with the girl and end up putting you in a space that will never lead to sex dating or a relationship and you bite yourself in the ass and it really leads back to what I was saying before about not asking for what you want and being clear and clear and direct and saying, no, I, I want to sleep with you. I don't want to be your friend. I want to be with you. I want to date you. I think you're awesome. Let's try this. I'm not saying it's going to work, but let's try this. So that's what I think the, the, is going on with the friend zone, that people are mislabeling it. Yeah. And they start shifting 
the way that they present themselves to the women that they're actually interested in. And same with the women when they do that with men as well. They're, they're not being clear. They're bending over backwards to please this person, which, you know, is wonderful for, for one year in a relationship, giving so much to the other person. But in the beginning, it's not very helpful. Uh and I feel like the way people – I mean I'll speak for guys. The way guys try to get out of the friend zone is is not doing less of what you just said but doing more, doing more. of it. Yeah. Or getting really mopey and emotional and angry yeah. when she just doesn't understand that that's what you want. Or by even saying at the very end like I want something more from you. Yeah. That's but, how they try to get out of the But it's zone. the da- damage is – somewhat done at that point right yeah because you've already built up this entire relationship in your mind like exactly what i was talking about before about think about saying in that safe dreamy spot and thinking oh she looked over at me that way and she smiled this way oh but and then you start building all these things saying and in your mind you're thinking she's misleading me that she's she's the one who's putting all of this stuff out there that's saying that there is something when all she's really doing is being friendly and acting like a friend from her point of view what she views as friendship She's participating in a friendship because that's what she thinks is going on. If you're not going to be clear and let her know that that you're not participating in a friendship or that you're not going to ask for something more um, or that you are going to ask for something more, then it's not her error if she goes down that path that you didn't want to go down in the first place. Do you think – I mean I don't know if statistically – do – I'll say women just because I'm a guy speaking from my perspective. Do you think the majority of women know that like – Oh, this this, yes. this guy. Yeah, they know. Oh, for sure. Now, and I'm not saying it's it's really on. It's you know, it's really on the you know, it's really on the guy to do. You really said it to be upfront and honest. Like no one's stopping you from doing right. that. But there's also that. But it's also you know puts them in this uncomfortable thing. But do you think women are getting a benefit out of? Yes. You know, so they're getting like this. I mean, I don't know. They're getting. I loved having undivided yeah. male yeah. attention, a great male friendship with a guy who would do things for me, not right. in a horrible way. And never pushed you for anything else. Never pushed me for anything yeah. else. I enjoyed the friendship, I'll put the quotes, because I, I knew they kind of wanted something more, but he was showing me that there wasn't anything more there. He wasn't asking for it. What we were doing was hanging out with each other. We'd have a good time. We'd go to do fun things with each other, possibly go out for dinner, go up to a person's cottage, enjoy each other. For me, I, I totally loved participating in that. And sometimes when somebody did ask for more and then took away that friendship from me afterwards when I didn't feel the same way, sometimes it sparked things for me to want something more with them. But most of the time, it just left me feeling really hurt and uh, misled and um, yeah, it just made me feel feel sad because they took they took that person away from me. They're like, they're. It's like being an intern and not asking to get paid, even though you're like, oh well, tell me. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're just, you're kind of like, I say working for free because you know, hopefully you're getting. But if, it, if your whole thing's like every time you hang out is like, oh, I wonder if our lips are gonna meet. You know what I mean? Like when we go do this thing, and you're wondering like, oh, I hope you know this movie's good or wh- right. whatever. Um, what do you think the window is of like where? Things turn into the friend zone because just because like, things can be in a neutral ground where it could go sure. either way. Yeah, so I had this one guy. I was backpacking in um, Thailand, and I was with one other friend, and we were backpacking together, and we met this guy Clive, who I thought was like super cute, very cool name, very cool name. Yeah, and we would banter back and forth with each other, and I felt that sexual tension between us. And for the first five days of hanging out, and this is like intense time too, because you're backpacking, you're not really doing anything else, and you're just having fun and going out every night. So it, I, I would say it 
translates into a month of a real interaction with somebody. Um, and once we got past that five day period and nothing happened, even though I could sense something happened, it for me, I'm just like, okay, now now we've crossed over and I don't see you that right. way. So there's a window. There is there is a window, but there is also a way to steer things back in an opposite direction. So guys always ask me like, how do I get out of the friend zone? So there's there's a few ways. There is clearly saying what you want and just saying like, listen, I know we've been friends, and it has to be the truth. Like we've been friends for a long time, but recently I've been seeing you in a new light. Yeah, but and, guys are probably like the right. first first time ten I seconds, wanted to be inside yes. you. The first ten seconds I wanted to have sex with you, but they're yes. saying it's like it's weird. It's like you just look like you know, just like a, a just, just suddenly a, you're a girl. Yeah, yeah. You were just a human before, but now I kind of see you as right. the opposite sex. <laughs> when that's but, we know it's not true, but right. that's but it's but a softer for, way to but sell. But for it. some guys, it yeah. is true. Like I've had guys write in and say like you know I've been friends with a girl for a really long time, and then suddenly like I just see her differently now. So let's say that is true, and you just say I you can say I don't know if this is good, if it could become something, but I'd like to try it and see if there's potential there. I think we have something great. You can just be really clear and honest like that. Or you can say, listen, the truth is we've been friends for a couple of months now, but in the very beginning, I should have asked you out. That's what I wanted from you. Yeah. I'm enjoying this friendship, but I want something more. So there's that version as well that you have to clearly say, confidently say, and then act after in a way that um, respects yourself and continues down the path of what you want. So if you if you want something more, but she doesn't, and you know in your heart, I can't just accept friendship, then you're the one who has to back away. The third thing that you can do is through your behavior, you can start to shift and change the way that you act in front of her. So you're not as available. You don't answer the phone at 11 o'clock to hear about her ex-boyfriend, how big an asshole he is. You, you're not available on Saturday to go shoe shopping with her and you have to carry your But you purse. can't do it as if you're trying to do it either. So you right. have to be kind of slick about that. Right, Exactly. You still can be respectful to the yeah. air quote friendship that you've had before, but you can slowly start to pull away, respect yourself first. It's really just not putting this person above you and understanding that, you know, if you don't give as much time, that could spark something for her. While you're doing that, you can stop being such a good listener and the shoulder to cry on. And you can, so for example, if she's coming to you and talking about a situation of hers, you can go, okay, all right, snap out of it, negative Nelly, whatever your name is. Like, if I was a therapist, you would pay me $150 an hour to listen to this stuff. No more tears, no more of this, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go out and do something else. So that you, you put a stop to that kind of conversation so that that's not part of your friendship So anymore. It's, they know it's like you're not the one. You're, yeah, you're, you're not. Go that. to somebody else. Yeah, and it's not in a rude way, right. but it's saying you're you're with me to flirt and have fun. And then you also start incorporating a little bit more flirty behavior yeah. and banter. And uh, on my website, you can get tons of resources for yeah. all of that information. Is that uh, winggirlmethod.com? It is winggirlmethod.com. So I have like a flirt and banter book. I have a how to make small talk so that it doesn't land you in the friend zone. So I have a whole bunch of these resources available. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go deep into detail of exactly how to do those things. But that's the gist of it. If you start to slowly shift your behavior away from being this fake boyfriend and actually into a friend zone where you're a friend and you want to go find other girls. That's the friendship that you have. Like you want to shift yourself towards that where she sees you as a viable option instead of one of her girlfriends. I, you know, I, I always kind of, I'm not, a, also I do, you know, it's a lot of it's under the veil of comedy or the fact that I'm pretty outgoing and pretty self-aware, but also I, I'm afraid of risk. I don't like to, you know, look stupid and, and it is scary to walk up to somebody and say, Hey, listen, I think, I think you're, I think you're great. I'd like to go out and date sometime. But that's a very scary thing to do. And I've done it because I was scared and I did it. Um, and it, and did well, it work for you? It, the, 
yes, it worked. It didn't work after date number one, but I did get. But I that, mean, but yeah, date. but it was one of those one of the scariest things I've ever done. Um, and it's you know saying it now is like, why should that be scary? But it is because you're oh my super God, it's bon- so scary. It's really scary to 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 do that kind of stuff. But um, I tend like if there's a girl and I'm you know you know we're sensing the vibes or whatever i i'm not afraid to be like not gross or whatever but kind of plant seeds that like i'm like a flirty sexual person yeah. like but not like just in a way where it's not like i'm like hey i'm just thinking me as your brother or your uncle or a doormat yeah. i mean i i just try to like separate myself from that a little bit and at least put it out there so it's out there and they can take it or leave it and probably probably leave it but but at least it's out there in the beginning so they're you know that if it's going to go in that direction, it could go in that direction yeah. rather than just being like you said, like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, you know, I just want to be your, be your everything best friend. Everything. And, and well, somebody who was on, on uh, my podcast, the Ask Women podcast, um, I forget how they describe it, but they said basically it's like you're an older brother figure, like an older brother figure isn't afraid to like call you out on stuff poke at you like tease you get under your skin but he is there for you and he'll take care of you yeah so so i'm not telling guys to not be a nice sweet guy because being nice and sweet is something that we are also yeah. into and human beings just you know, being a, a general good person is, is yeah like my husband is the nicest sweetest man in the entire world but he wait has- husband Yes. Conversation over. Oh, we're not. We're. I guess it's broken. Podcast is over. Nope, it's it's working. I'm kidding. But I will tell you that he has the strongest backbone of any man Mm. that I've ever met. Where he does not like being walked all over. He doesn't want me to tell him what to do. He doesn't like doing what he doesn't want to do. So he has that backbone in place, and he has a a different confidence level than a lot of men that I've interacted with in the past. And that's what made me attracted to him. But he's like the biggest teddy bear and the sweetest man in the entire world. But he's also a dick. <laughs> okay. So he's ever- like the fact he's like an older brother. He is an older brother. Right. Not my older brother, but he's somebody else's older brother. See, that's the, that's the difference. Yeah. Somebody else's older brother. Right. Exactly. Not, not your older brother. So the, one of the first times that we interacted with each other, he was like teasing me a little bit. He was he was tr- he was like playfully getting under my skin. And I liked that. Yeah. He wasn't being mean or rude or insulting, but he was saying things that got me to bite back. And banter with. You have to, yeah, there's got to be a little push and pull. Yeah. You know, in, in, a, in, a, in a healthy, positive, but so not everything is so, we're like, everyone's walking on, you know, or at least the guy's like, I'm walking on eggshells because I'm not like those other guys. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm like an inspirational quote or something like that. And like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, and it's boring. It's, it is boring. Yeah. Uh, it's not and, fun. And the chance that they probably already might have that in their life somewhere, right. too. Um, so I, I want to pose a question to you. It's something I've been thinking about. I, I think about the thing of like being friends. I think it was in a song or something like that about being lovers, and it might have been a rap-ish type song. Uh, but I know it's probably in a bunch of about being they. they it's we should have been friends first before we became lovers, right? And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's nice. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I think because there's this thing where it's like, oh, we're friends first. We have this one kind of relationship, and the relationship switches, which is totally fine. But is that necessarily? Isn't there something exciting about not knowing a person like almost at all and getting to know them 
and being interested in them in a romantic way from the jump, like right from mm-hmm. the beginning. Uh, but I as think a, friendship has to be a part of it. That's what right. I, I don't think you should be, uh, listen, you can go whatever order you yeah. want to. As long as you're not like, as long as you're still being your true self in front yeah. of that person, which I think that's where a real friendship gets created. And if, if that's still in place of a real friendship and you're not like faking who you are in front of them, then yes, absolutely. That can be a spectacular relationship later on down the road because you have that foundation there. But I think a lot of people forget to actually work on the friendship portion of their because you want to be your best friend. Yeah, you yeah. want and yeah. listen, I, I, I am with my best friend right now. But were you best friends before you were no. kicking it? That, no, we know, were not. Way. But we we also eased ourselves into our relationship. We didn't like dive in like passion driven and crazy. Where yeah. We didn't, we didn't get to know each other at all. Like our. First date was um, we were supposed to go like walk around the farmer's market, but I wasn't able to do that. So I didn't have TV back then because I made no money <laughs> and I really wanted to see the show Entourage. But you can afford $8, $8 worth of kale. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is L.A. And like, you know, it's super heirloom tomatoes. I, you see, I don't go to the farmers. <laughs> I call them super heirloom tomatoes. I don't even know if that, I don't even I don't, I don't know that if that stuff. is, yeah. But like, so my first thing was I wanted to see Entourage. It had just come out. I was from Canada. I had just moved here and Entourage was a big thing. And I knew that he. Wait, Entourage the movie? No, the tel- it's a okay. long time ago. Okay, because I was just like, that I met he said him. I want to go, I want to go see Entourage. And he had, he had HBO. We've been talking about uh, it. So he's so. a baller. He's got HBO. Oh, yeah. He's got cable. He, he's got money. He's big money. Um, and so I was like, well, why don't, you know, we watch Entourage. And we went over to his house. We watched Entourage. And we just, like, we hung out and talked. And he created a nice atmosphere for us. He played some music. He lit some candles. It wasn't Entourage-themed? Or no. it was, like, some bottle service? <laughs> yeah, exactly. and some Yeah. Vinny Chase is sitting there when I yeah. get there. No, and it was, it was great. And it gave us space to get to know each other. But also still felt like there was, I was there to see if there was a spark right. instead of, oh, you're just going to be my friend and I'm not going to try and show you that I like you in any way. It was, I'm setting the tone that this is what's happening here. You're not just coming over to Or you just want to scam for HBO. Yeah, exactly. You're like an HBO grifter. I was. <laughs> That's very, very lucrative. That was the first thing that I got once I started making some money doing what I was doing. You know, so uh, you like have different ways of people getting information from you. Yes. Strictly, I guess, on a trying to get in the mind of somebody that like looks for information you know this kind of information what do you is it an equal um is it equally kind of weighted like where people get stuff like hitting up on your website is it your podcast or is it your social media or your some people consume all of it yeah so i think um well different people find me different ways right so sometimes they'll see me on a television show and they'll be like okay well she's interesting so maybe they'll google my name or my website and they'll find my website they'll read some stuff they'll sign up for my newsletters um and they're hooked and they're they are that's the thing the people who who do start watching my videos seem to watch all of them and just like crazy consume them um and i have some new videos coming up really shortly because i realized my last round of videos weren't so awesome because they were too short but these ones coming up shortly have way more information and they're longer videos um but yeah they they just consume all of it they listen in all different formats but some people are like really into written content so they read my newsletters and they read my blog and that's what they really like and they don't want to listen to any mp3s or videos that i make so i try to provide as much information as possible i like possible. how you call them mp3s that's why what is it what do i call it i mean i don't know it's not a podcast right so i have like like a whole bunch of mp3 things <laughs> what is it called what should i call no it? it's just like when i really like girls like hey hey girl you want to come over and listen to mp3s and like you know i don't know I don't know. I don't what know what honestly it. I don't know what to call it either, but the yeah. fact you call MP3 is it's endearing. <laughs> Thank you. Have you ever um needed have you 
I guess, how long from when you started winging, mm-hmm. winging, till you got into a, a serious relationship? Your current relationship, I say, your husband. Well, I met him a month before I started my business. Oh, yeah. So but now, as, but before you, st- but have you been planning the business? No, I just literally. Okay, so I went to a rabbi's house on a Friday night, which is getting pretty hot. I know. Whew, which was it was a Shabbat dinner. Oh my god! But like every Jewish event, it's also a singles mixer. So the point was for people to intermingle, and when I got there, nobody was. So I started. It's like a key party, but just the. The Torahs, just the Torahs. Yeah, just, just like uh, blessings. All yeah, around. okay. Um, and nobody was talking, so I literally started grabbing guys and introducing them to women and was their icebreaker, and I would tell them what to say and what not to say, how to stand, like just things like that. I was really being their wing girl and helping like fluff them up because I wasn't interested in any of the guys that were there. I had just met my husband a month before, so I was just window shopping while I was there, and the, nothing in the window piqued my interest, so I thought I'd help them. And then by the end of the night, people were – exchanging numbers and interacting and flirting and I liked that and I went home and I said I want to do this this is what I want to do so you recorded mp3 and then you just kind of went for it yeah and I didn't know how to run a business I just started I just but at that time I worked for a PR company and so I went when I went in on Monday I just stole their editorial list of every editor who was Part of a men's Grifter. publication. Grifter. Exactly. I made no money. I love it. No, I love it. Yeah. So and then I started pitching myself out and I hated PR before and then I loved it after. When it's for yeah, when it's, you know, for your favorite client. Yeah. Cause I understood it. I understood what I was pitching. I, I still didn't even know what my business was really at that point. I had a landline phone with no call waiting and I had no website, but I was stupidly using PR at that point. Because I was excited about it. Um and I had already kind of been doing that on my own anyway for all of my guy friends and any guy that I came into interaction. So you had no shortage of, of, of things to talk about. No, and I found, this is the thing that I have found in the past and I, I still find now, a lot of dating advice and a lot of advice from women towards men is extremely generic um, and has too many ideals and loaded with what women wish men were. So I, I, I find like a lot of women don't really know how to properly give advice to men and it's not like a, they're doing it on purpose or trying to withhold information. They literally don't know what they respond to or how they think or how they feel. And what I've really tried to do um, with my own information that I give and then the information from the MP3s that I pass mm-hmm. out to men mm-hmm. with other interviews mm-hmm. with other women is I try to get them to give real, honest responses. Like, for example... I had some girls on the Ask Women podcast and I said, okay, would you ever, would you be open to guys approaching you at the gym? And all of them said, no way, I would never want it. And I said, okay, what if a guy did this? And I gave like a whole description and they're like, oh yeah, I guess I would be open to being approached at the gym. So the first response is what I think is the typical female advice. Um, And they, they are not aware of the second half of information that when they're, when they're given actual um, substance to the question that their their mind may change. Some women be like, maybe like, still no, I would never respond to that. But most women will will shift their opinion, and so that's what I've really focused on providing men is that real, honest female perspective. And then now, because 
I've been doing this for 11 years. I'm part of many coaching industries and dating expert industries. I've done enough research myself. I can actually now provide them with the tools of how to get what they want. So how to have a conversation with a woman, how to talk to her so that it's not putting you in the friend zone, how to make sure it's actually escalating in some way. I can't so, just shake my car keys in front of you some for my 2005 Hyundai Elantra. It's got a tape deck, a good tape deck. Like it works. I can't play my MP3s on it, then I'm going to be pretty pissed. Oh, well. But, Shut myself down. And that's 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 what I do now. So I forget what the original question was. I tend to blabber. No, on, no, but... this is this is this is good juicy stuff. Yeah. I mean, is there going back like retroactively? Is there anything you know? Because you've you've learned a lot. Is there anything that you did in the past that you kind of like you wish you knew then now? I no, guess I don't, no, no, because um, I've always really strived to be honest. So. I was really just always putting myself out there in a really honest, ego-free way. So if I knew... You never have to use your own product, theoretically, right? I I kind of created my own product by the work that I was doing on myself. So I was getting into a relationship, so I was learning things about Mm. the way that I was reacting and responding. So you practice practice what you preach in this stuff. I really try to. And I am in a very different place from a lot of my clients now, which is why I do the Ask Women podcast and I interview like hot young singles so that I can stay in tune with with what it is that women want because you were asking in the very beginning about social applications like I don't use a lot of social applications. I've seen them. I've reviewed them. I've tried them. The I've fact had... that you're calling them social applications lets me know that you don't use them. <laughs> social app. Anyway. No, you'll never be a narc. No, I think <laughs> where you have to go and go like, "Hey guys, want anyone want to play want on their Tinder? social applica- applications?" And listen, some MP3s. I don't know. I know. I totally give myself what. Who likes but... spin doctors? <laughs> I do. Yeah, there you go. But so. I know I'm so old, um, but like I'll be beside people while they're using Tinder, and then I'll ask them questions so that I get a better understanding. And because you need to, I mean, you need to. Keep, I mean, it, yeah, I have it's, to stay on it, top it be, of it things. It behooves you to 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 know about that. Yeah, and like my my husband, he's like he catches me all the time trying new things on him just to see. Go on. Yeah, and he's like, "Are you trying something new that you've?" I mean, yes, I am. Does yeah. it work? Okay, great. Then I'm going to yeah. keep doing it. So I I I really um thrive on absorbing new information did you ever think about having your own like setting up like like a a fake tinder account just to just to get a feel for like what people how guys are responding or whatever oh i've done uh, yes i've I've done that i've I've, and actually i even instruct most of the guys that because i've done this i instruct most of the guys that i work with to set up um an online profile as a woman as a really attractive woman just to see like what the experience is on the other side so they can alter the way that they interact with women online so they can catfish so everyone's just going to catfish yeah so basically i'm encouraging catfishing yeah yeah but no no i mean i think that's good to see how i mean i think it's also like when you see what everyone else is doing to maybe go against the grain and like stand out a little yeah. bit without having to like make a big spectacle yourself yeah, exactly and it's just, it's just research right if you're if you're trying to be with the opposite sex partner up with the opposite sex have sex with the opposite sex or the same to, sex i guess yeah, right or, or same same sex. Same absolutely thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Research them. Research yeah. other individuals. Research how people work. Like, research the fact that there's different types of people with different attributes and different personality types. Like, if you if you're just gonna stay in your own little world and just think about you and like the the way that you think is the same way that other people think, like you're going to be sadly hurt in yeah. the future, and you're gonna have you're gonna live in that bubble. You're, you're gonna, gonna live in that, that, that safe bubble. Yeah, and that that is the wonderful thing about all of the. Now I feel like I'm gonna say it wrong, but the social media that's out there about the nice. the amount of exposure 
um, to things that we have. It may be a lot of information out there, but it's a lot of information out there that you can start to absorb and get a better understanding of how things and people work. I, I think the fact that you've been doing it for 11 years, because I, I, you know, I think now with the the internet and information and people are just like, I want to be an expert in blank. It, the, the market gets a little bit saturated with no matter what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you kind of had a leg up for doing it for so long that like you have like this authority and, and yeah. um, you know, uh, like a – a good a footprint in all of this when other people are coming on and you know there's room for everybody but um you know competition can be fierce but i think the fact that you've been you've been doing it for so long and have so much experience which you can just say it's like i've been doing you know the fact i've been doing this for 11 years to somebody's like oh i've been doing this for three months the information's information but you know like I agree. Would, you, would you go to a, a doctor's like i became a doctor 10 minutes ago mm, i don't i maybe i would but i mean it probably wouldn't be uh i wouldn't feel very confident in it for sure. But I will say this. Like, I know that there's tons of people out there who call themselves experts, but I did the exact same thing. Uh, everybody is an expert in their own experience. And it's a relative right? term. Yeah. So if I happen to be going through something and I find somebody on YouTube who's going through the exact same right, thing yeah. as me and like, oh, my God, they speak. They totally get how I'm feeling in that moment. For, for me advising people, I may be like 10 steps past where that person is. So I'm not going to resonate with them. My information is not that it's not as fresh, but like my experience on a certain topic may not be as fresh for me so it may not resonate with that person the exact same way and they may be at step one and i'm speaking about step five so for them it's it's not that it's useless information but they're not ready for that information yet so i love that there's so many people sharing their experiences now and trying to provide advice to other people i think it's great it, it is wonderful and it does help with validation for me that i have been out there a lot longer and i have you know done a lot more media stuff than other people that does help my business and it helps my validation for sure and helps me feel good about myself. Well, speaking of steps, how do we find out all the steps and how do we find out all the information? That Ooh, you, good transition. Like, yeah. Um, okay, so you can go to winggirlmethod.com right. and sign up for my newsletters. That's the first step that I would tell you to yeah. do. If you're a woman, I actually have a program called That's Not How Men Work. So go to that's not. But how men could men listen to that work. too, right? I think you should. Because, yeah. Because and women should listen to all of my stuff as well. Everyone should listen to every all yeah. of your stuff. And because it, it's entertaining, number yeah. one. Yeah. But it's always great to see. Oh, men are frustrated by this. Men think that. Like, I am baffled sometimes, or at least I was in the very beginning, that men didn't understand these simple things about women. Like, how can you not see what I see? But I'm a woman. So that's why they couldn't understand. They, they Men literally work differently than women do. So wingrowmethod.com, that's not how men work.com, and listen to the Ask Women podcast. And and is, you, it, is it right here on the Sideshow Network? It is on the Sideshow Network. Whoa. Correct. Yes, I know. We're like a family. Well, I mean, I have, you know, a little, a little, some dating comedy talkies stuff on youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Yeah. You know, you're listening to Friends Without Benefits. They should subscribe and like... You can listen to more of these. And I, you can listen to me on your podcast. Yes, on our podcast. So and actually, want... I, I sent out, um, I think you were on one of my YouTube videos, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, and then you're in, the, we're like YouTube. Or is, we're or linked. Is, we're, li we're linked. We're LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. We're LinkedIn. Which I don't my, know how I, to use that. My brother uh, met his girlfriend on LinkedIn. Really? She hit there him up on LinkedIn. A lot of people do I that. make that joke. Like, it's like, oh, I want to, you know, I, this girl broke up with me over LinkedIn. He literally met his, he proved me wrong. I guess he proved it's not really a joke. Any connection you can have to somebody. That's the thing that I, I hope 
everybody learns from me is that every connection is an opportunity, right? So even if you go to like a party and you're hoping, oh, maybe I'll meet a great girl there. And you don't meet a great girl, but you meet a great dude. I hope I meet, I, I don't know. I hope I just meet like, a, you know. Whatever. Somebody, exactly. But like you never know what opening your mouth will do and that may sound dirty but like you know what Mm -hmm. I mean but for example so my husband and I went out for dinner three years ago and we he doesn't usually open his mouth and talk to people which so that evening was like really chatty and we were sitting beside these two other people a man and a woman who ended up being like father and daughter Um, and then he started talking to the guy I started talking to the girl and then from that interaction because my husband literally turned his head and started talking to the guy beside him and I started talking to Alex the girl I have a three year friendship with this awesome girl who's so amazing my husband is now potentially starting a business with like you never know what will lead you to something else and I think the people who are really successful with women who are really successful in life are people who don't let opportunities go by so if you see somebody on LinkedIn that you're interested in either for business or for something else Reach pleasure. out. Pleasure. Yes, for but pleasure. But maybe, maybe you know, pleasure, business is your pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, get out of your bubble, everybody. That's yes. what we learned. But but stay in it to keep listening to the Friends Without Benefits podcast. Thank you so much, Marnie. Thank you. Wingirlmethod.com. Thank you. Thank you.